Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill. Smell that fresh cut. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan and the fans high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, the AD at Muskego, and they're still rolling. He is Ryan McMillan. Coach, how you been? I've been great, my man. It's uh, it's a good deal. Man, you guys uh, rolled up a little bit on Waukesha North. I know from talking to a couple of people, you know, they had a, a coaching change there. Numbers aren't great this year. Um, small varsity team in, in, in the best football conference in the state. But uh, you know what? Uh, Waukesha North will get, get it going. But they struggled a little bit last night. Muskego 56, Waukesha North 7. Yeah, it walks the north was bitten by the injury bug, and uh, their top two defensive players in particular uh, were out. I believe their quarterback that started the the year in week one when they gave McGuanago a run uh, for their money in week one game uh, broke his collarbone. Um, so th- they have some very uh, very nice talented players and a decent squad, but. They they got you know double digit number of injuries and, and kids out and it's just it's hard to stay in it in this sport when that happens to you. You know we uh, we really need to get Coach Krause on maybe uh, today because I'm looking at the stats. His son was three for three for 138 yards and two touchdowns, 158.3 rating. He's, you know what he might want to just start throwing the ball. Forget about you know Alex Curran who's you know, going crazy and all those guys. He maybe he should just start throwing the ball. 
<laughs> well, in all seriousness, you know, you mentioned Alex Current. He uh, he caught a ball out in the flat, and all of a sudden he took it to the house for 60. So I think uh, I think you're on to something. Throwing the ball is not yeah. all that bad, and it's just another way to find your special kids on your team to get them extra touches, and uh, it doesn't have to be a wild system change to do it. And I think, uh, I think the more coach does that, the more successful uh, – uh, our offense and ultimately our team will be down the stretch well, here. So, look, I've been, you know, I coached for a long time, McMillan, so I'm not some young pup. I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, hold on. So they play McGuanago next week. Oh, look at Hunter Waller got a carry for 69 yards and a touchdown. Huh. Dylan crossed through for three for three for 138, and their first score was a throw. Now, all of a sudden, you've got that coaching staff at McGuanago going, hold on a second. Hold on. We had we had all the film we needed on them. Now we got to spend more time looking at this stuff. Smart move by Coach Krause in my eyes. Absolutely. You got to find uh, you find balance. You put stress on the defense, and the defense has got to know what they're going to try and take away. And it's your job as an offense to find something else and keep them on their heels. And if again the the wing T system can create a lot a lot of issues because it can hit you in a lot of different ways but you got to be able to find that balance within the system to make it happen and it's not unlike any other offense but uh, uh, we do it really well in Muskego and and hopefully we'll be able to continue executing all these plays that we're hitting on the last two weeks and uh, keep moving forward yeah and next week big game against McGuanago who bounced back after a loss to Arrowhead um, they beat uh, Waukesha West 23-13. Arrowhead goes, uh, you know, that quarterback's the real deal. He goes where he was at Oconomowoc, now he's at Arrowhead. He put up 59 on Oconomowoc last night. Uh, it would be interesting to, to see how this thing uh, lays out. Let me run through today's show. Dan Lutz, head coach at Menominee Falls, he's been rolling. And uh, they, they had another good night last night. And uh, Menominee Falls is an awfully good football team. He's going to join us at 10:15. Billy Howard senior captain for the Falls, and Quinton Redding, who had a big game last night, is going to join us at 10.38. At 10.45, Colin Heckman is going to join us. And I'll tell you this, uh, all three of those kids are really big-time student-athletes. Colin is just a niche above the other two as far as grade point. So at 10.45, we'll introduce you to our Pick and Save Student-Athlete of the Week. At 11 o'clock, our current electric superhero of the week, Libby Proctor from Franklin High School. Man, she is busy, and uh, we're going to reach out to her and talk to her a little bit about some of the things she's doing for that community in Franklin. 11-15, Matt Jeter, head football coach at Simpson College in Iowa, is going to join us. And I'm excited to talk to him. I know one of his assistant coaches, he is a Milwaukee guy, and uh, he is a big fan of Matt Jeter's. And we'll talk a little bit about what's going on at Simpson College. 11-30, we're going to name our team of the week, and... Coach, I'm going to need your help on this one because there's a couple of teams that we're going to have to talk about during the break. But uh, for this segment, the last segment, you and I will wrap it up. But I wanted to talk a little bit about what I've gotten so many calls on. I have to be honest with you, and people are calling saying, what's going on with this? I know that you talked about, you know, the stuff that that, uh, going on, what you think is going to happen with the WI and playoffs and, and regions and stuff like that. It's still up all over the board from my understanding, but they're starting to whittle it down a little bit. And my, from what I'm hearing is Division One through Division Seven, they're going to have 18 brackets. Is that correct? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hearing. I, I hope they uh, continue down that path and, and make it happen. And 
I think uh, if they do so, it uh, it will make a lot of sense to a lot of people, and it will allow football to have the culminating event that all the other sports across well, the state are being allowed to have. Look, I'm, so that's that's one part that I'm hearing. The other part that I'm hearing, and, and I heard this from a number of people, Ryan, and let me know if you've heard this, that they're going to, um, one through seven, in each region, they're going to um, put everybody's schedule and numbers into this computer that they had last year, and it'll kick out the top four from that region. And then the top four, Division One, Two, Three, and so on. And those four teams will then play, one will play four, two will play three, the winners will play for the regional championship. And so, and that's that's the other part, and I'm hearing that more and more, um, that that's the way they're going to do it. And when you look at at least the rankings on WishSports.net, and the, it's just the coaches poll, but Division Two is the one that, that throws me off a little bit because there's some really good schools and teams that would be on the outside looking, um, looking in that wouldn't make that top four. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough – I've heard the same thing. I think that's ultimately what the WIA wants to do. And it uh, – well, one, we know why because we talked about it the last couple of weeks yep. in terms of it. It's the convenient choice to stay away from, from deer hunting, um, which, again, to each their own on that debate. But, uh, you know, the other piece is uh, I also heard they're going to – have almost every single team get paired up and try and create not only a top four, but then they're also going to try and create other little regions. I don't know if there's any truth to that as well, where all but 20 teams will be sitting on the outside looking in, um, which which is interesting to me because essentially if we're doing that, they're just doing it for revenue sharing and forcing everyone to play two more games so they can take half the, half the gate receipts, right? Um, but from a business standpoint, I don't know that, you know, I could tell you there's schools in our conference that want to play our seven conference games and, and be done with the season. There's schools in our conference that want to see the – you know, the eight-team bracket statewide and qualify, and if you don't, you don't, and so be it. And then there's others that are in the middle that would like to see a culminating event but then be able to have the freedom to go find uh, an, a week, what would be in the old model, the week 10 or the week 11 opponent, as other teams would used to do from a developmental standpoint in the past, be able to have that freedom to go find their own opponents and, and kind of make it right uh, on their own accord. So... It, it's interesting um, the two the two models that are out there. It's that eight team bracket, or if it's that four team computer model. Um, we'll see. The hard part with the four team computer model is you're saying to the whole state that football is the only sport that does not get to have the culminating event in terms of a state championship, um, and, and everybody else does, and they're all spread out across the state in multiple different venues and keeping the number of teams at each spot down a little bit. And I think you can, you can master all of the same objectives in the, in the game of football as long as you're civically responsible and you, you operate on, on a cohort model from a hosting standpoint. And uh, a, lot of thing, a lot of good things could happen from it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, Coach, um, I, uh, people will say to me, hey, look, I, I kind of like that four-team model because – you know, you're, you're kind of, a lot of times in the playoffs, 
the first round or the second round, you're getting, you know, running clocks on some of this. This is going to get you right to good games. And I said, hold on a second. You know, if you're in Division 7, you know, and, and you're going to take it by region, we're seeing Lutheran is the only team in the in the top 10 in the state in Division 6, for that matter. And there's no teams around here in Division 7. So if you get a team like we're seeing Lutheran who got beat last night, but they'd be in that region in Division 6, it could be them at, at let's say, 6-1 and one against three other teams that are, you know, 2-5 and five and 1-6. and six And it, it, so I don't agree with when people are saying you're going to kind of get rid of some of those bad games and they're all going to be great games. That's not true. It, there's going to be some lopsided games even if they do the four-team model. Yeah, and the other hard point, too, is you – you want freshness, and you always want to continue to play new opponents. I think if you asked any football coach, they would they would say that, and, and rarely do people go seeking uh, rematches, if you will. But that's the other part of this, this regional model, too, is how much can you actually stay regional? Um, number one, from the, and there's a debate that we don't need to travel, but yet you got teams traveling all over the state right now just to fill schedules, and they're right. doing it safely. Um, so you can kind of throw that out. And then, too, the the regional piece is the last thing, you know, I think these schools want is to play the same old teams over again just for the sake of calling it a regional championship. I think if that would happen, now I think there's some pressure here. you got to get these four-team things right uh, because if you don't, what I'm hearing is teams will opt out of it and they'll go and schedule two more games on their own. Oh. And, you know, find must-see games that you want to see. Or, and I'll give you a Muskego's uh, perspective, we have been contacted from teams from Indiana, Georgia, Minnesota, Iowa, and Florida asking if we can set up a late-season game. And they, they say they'll host us, they'll travel to us, they'll, th- they'll work to get it on, you know, national TV and some of that stuff. So... When you start throwing in those business models, and we've always said no because it's our state tournament, right? Like we right. won't, we aren't going to turn our backs on the state of Wisconsin. But I know the same thing happened to Coach Jones when he was coaching. Um, you know, people looking for those early season, late season matchups to to fill out schedules and do those things to to create that hype, if you will. And um, so, yeah, the the four team thing has got a lot of pressure on it. There's no doubt about it, and the, they got to get it right because I could see people opting out. I could see people scheduling their own games. I could see people saying thanks, but no thanks. We'll take the the revenue for our school district first and foremost. Um, and I just that's why I keep hearing about the eight team bracket. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me because it, it it links us into the past. It's made concessions that we're dropping two rounds of the playoffs. And we're going to try something new and, and get past deer hunting season for, you know, a small, small minority, about 3% of our state, um, for those who are playing. And I well, think uh, if there's a year to look at it, this is probably the year. And, I mean, college football is doing stuff totally different this year. They're they're talking about an eight-team playoff in college football now. This Just this past week it's come out, and they said – if there's a year to try it, we're going to try it now, and it's not going to be forever, but we're just going to get, maybe give it a shot. So that debate started in their levels, too. Hey, Ryan, we, um, you know what? It's time. We'll, we'll have to get uh, Wade Lebecki to join us and ask him some of these questions, either later in today's show or next week, because we, we really need to start getting a little clear on that. You know, when you talked about and we have to get to a break because we want to get to Dan Lutz, but when you talked about you don't want to play the same teams – 
Um, in Division One, at least the coaches poll, it's Muskego, Franklin, Marquette, Arrowhead. McGuanago is six. So depending on how this thing lays out, there, you know, there would be a chance with a four-team tournament. It could be Muskego, Arrowhead, McGuanago, and Marquette or Ann Franklin. So now three of the four teams are from your conference. Getting right back to what you talked about, you don't want to play the same teams over and over again. Right, and I don't think uh, those other teams in our conference necessarily want to play us again, and you just want to – and, again, you have that age-old debate uh, that you always have with Coach Jones out of the, the Fox Valley where you say the Classic 8's the toughest, and he yeah. says, hold on a second. And then the only true way to, to figure that out is to break the teams up into a playoff-type bracket and then let it play out. And if two teams from – the same conference, you know, make it through and see each other on the other side or or whatnot, then so be it. But uh, yep. especially this year, I mean, we're all going to be hosting at localized high school sites or WIAC college sites or whatever it might be. It, I mean, we, we don't have the big Camp Randall this year. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's just it, yep. it really is. And, and there's a lot of I'd like to say it's all. You know, for the good of the game, but there's there's some politics behind this thing, and there's some I don't know. It's interesting though. We will find out. We we will have to get a hold of of Wade and and Dan Brunner certainly could answer some of those questions as well. Let's get to a break. Dan Lutz, head football coach at Menominee Falls High School, and then following him, uh, three of his seniors that are playing really well, and we look forward to having Dan on the show. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local. Pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGiver, my co-host, the athletic director at Muskego High School is Ryan McMillan. We're now joined by Dan Lutz. Head football coach at Menominee Falls over the years has been very kind with his time for this show. Dan, uh, thanks a lot for a couple of minutes. Congratulations, 4-0. So far, so good. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. It's always wonderful to be on your show. It's a great experience for our kids, too, so thank you. Yeah, you bet. Hey, Dan, did you guys, uh, did you come into this uh, season, which is just obviously different for for all of us. None of us have been through anything like this. Did you come in feeling pretty good about, you know, the kind of squad that you had coming back? And, you know, the the fact that you've started out 4-0 against Brook Central, Germantown, Catholic Memorial, and Pewaukee last night is really impressive run to guys like me. Yeah, well, uh, we had a lot of kids who played last year who were a big part of what we did last year. And um, most, a lot of those kids are coming back. Anytime you got 26 seniors that were really big part of it you hope that you got a really good team and, and so far so good like you said every day is a different experience but we're we're doing well so far hey dan i talked to billy howard yesterday and i talked to quentin reddy and i talked to colin heckman who are going to join us next um and i talked for the most part for a long time to quentin Redding, and i said man how you feeling and he said you know what really good he, i said different feeling this year he said you know what we uh we all get along like really well. I'm hanging out with guys I never hung out with before. And I think that's a really good sign, Dan. When you got a senior who uh, he had a huge game last night, by the way, and he's the guy saying, hey, look, 
this is our team, our seniors, and we're making sure everybody's included. And and we want everybody kind of hanging out, and we like each other, trust each other, and we're, we're, we're going to get better, but we're a pretty good football team right now. This kid was pretty impressive with the things that he had to say about this group. Well, Quentin's never one for lacking to talk a lot. Um, <laughs> I love Quentin. He's a great kid. Great um, kid. Basic, basically, we... I mean, we put an emphasis on leadership uh, when these kids were back in their sophomore year, and it's paying off as I see it go on, and I'm going to focus on that more and more as we go in the future. Um, they've taken huge steps to be leaders. The three kids we talked to are just phenomenal kids, and I, I couldn't be prouder of the leadership that we have in our program right now. Hey, Ryan, and you know the importance. Look, we, we you know, both of us coach for a long time, and, and Dan has as well. And when you have a team that wins a lot, but they don't like each other, and they, as soon as practice is over, they all go their own separate ways, you know, you, you feel good because you got a lot of wins. And a team that really likes each other a lot, but they don't get many wins, you know, you feel like, oh, man. But that special year where the, where the, the, the players all hang out, they trust each other, they like each other, they have each other's back, and you win – those are far and few between, and man, those are special years, Ryan. Oh, there's no doubt it. Uh, it's it it makes it so enjoyable. Uh, I think as a coach, when you got the leadership that uh, Coach Lutz is talking about, it makes your life so much more. Um, I'm going to use the word convenient. That's probably not the right word, but they police themselves. They get along with each other. They take the drama out of the locker room. Uh, when it comes time to getting on the field, you can really focus on coaching and teaching as opposed to problem solving and, and trying to mitigate um, social issues, if you will. And it just puts the enjoyment back into the game, I believe, for everybody. And uh, I can tell you, I really, really enjoyed those teams. And it sounds like Coach is having a great time. Hey, Dan, uh, you know, a year ago, um, I think it was a year ago, maybe it was two you know, there was some controversy about you not playing some of your players um, in a non-conference game late in the year. And we had you on and you were, you know, saying, look, this is how I feel and this is my beliefs on this thing. You know, this is a whole different year. And so you get a chance last night to pay, play Pewaukee. And, you know, the West Dallas teams aren't playing until the spring. So you got a chance to play Pewaukee and... You got you played all your players last night, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, and I I I know Justin. It was fun playing Pewaukee. I actually coached with Justin for a year back in the day, uh, so Justin does a good job, and it's, it was good to see a, a wing T type team for us, and it was a good matchup for us. We we set it up when Marquette originally wasn't playing, so that was originally our Marquette week. So, but it was a good matchup for us, and it was good for our kids to see a little different type of the team, and they they played well last night. They they got us on a few plays and, uh, you know, kind of opened our eyes a little bit. It's going to be a good practice coming up Monday. Yeah, I bet. And I, I would assume that, you know, they scored 14 in the second quarter and then you shut them out in the in the second half. I would assume that you, you made some adjustments and had a few kind words for your players at halftime. <laughs> I would have loved to have been in that locker room, Coach. <laughs> you, can, you can ask the players about that. But, yeah, we yeah, our defense all year has been – fantastic you know a sudden change defense and you can just feel momentum starting to shift they just snuff it out and that's what we did last night we just shut them down in the second half and it makes life easy that way you know coach and and nothing against the two west Dallas teams that are in this conference but they have struggled here the last number of years and so when when those are the two teams that drop 
and are going to play in the spring, all of a sudden you're staring at, you know, in your conference, it's, it's you guys, Brook Central, Germantown, Marquette, Brookfield East, and Sussex Hamilton. You, you know, there's there's not an easy putt in, on that schedule. And then you you go in and say, okay, hey, let's play Pewaukee as well. You're you're challenging this Menominee Falls team, obviously, to to play the best competition that you can. Yeah, you know, I, I think this. I think it goes back to the leadership that we talked about and the kids that we have this year. Those are. Those are experiences that those kids, in my opinion, deserve. So that's what we went for this year, and, and so far it's worked out. Yeah, and you, you're going to end the year with Wisconsin Lutheran. And, look, they're struggling right now. They didn't know if they are going to be playing or not. But you know the pride that that school and that Wisconsin Lutheran community has in football. And they're going to be playing better at the end of the year than they are right now. So it, it is a schedule that, if I were you, I'd be really proud of. And the fact that so far so good – to get through the first four um, without a loss, I think, you know, means a lot, I think, for how you guys will play between now and the end of the year. Coach, have you heard anything about the playoff situation? Ryan and I talked a lot about it in the first segment. You know, we've heard different things. The one that I keep hearing is this four team in each region, in each division, is going to play for some sort of regional championship. Um, What are you hearing? Yeah, that's what I heard on that the podcast with uh, with Lebecki and the two week thing. You know, I I tell my kids, hey, we don't we don't look that far down the line. We just look at next week because in the situation we're in right now, nothing's guaranteed. Practice isn't even guaranteed. So we just take it a day at a time, and I think all that stuff will take care of itself as as the year goes on. Hey Dan, are you guys practicing different? Yeah, I guess we, you know, from from years ago, obviously. But I, did, how different is 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 going to to practice today than it was a year ago? Well, for me personally, it's different because I'm like the spread out coach. Uh, guys see me, and I'm trying constantly to keep our guys apart when they're not in drills, um, because there's no reason to be together. You know, when our big focus is to play every game all year. So in the year of COVID here, when they see me, they start spreading out. Because if they don't, I typically send them on a little fitness run. <laughs> so um, that, that, that's the only way I can do it. I'm, I get tired of saying it over and over and over. And I explain to the kids all the time, I'm doing this for you guys, your guys' opportunity to be able to play. And that's, that's what happens for a lot of our practices. Now, to their credit, they're getting used to it. So in between uh, drills, they're spreading out on their own, and they're kind of getting their six feet. and we're doing everything we can on our end to ensure that we have a full season. Hey, Dave, before I let you go, last night, half of the guys that I sent out to be on the sidelines, not half, a third of them, um, everywhere I looked, the game Sussex Hamilton Brook East was supposed to be at Brookfield East. And I sent the guy there, and he goes, hey, there's nobody here. I sent the guy down to Waterford. There's nobody here. Are you playing at home next week against Brook East, or are you at Brook East? We're at Brook East. That was so. That changed, yeah. That whole thing changed when they redid the whole schedule. Uh, my okay. whole my whole schedule changed. So we're are at you guys, next week. Are you guys at home against Marquette? No, we're not playing Marquette this year. So Marquette's the, out. Oh, I see Sussex Hamilton. Yeah. Then are you at home against them? We're against yeah. We're home against Hamilton. We're away at Wisco. Okay, so, thank you. Because yeah. I'd be sending guys out to Brook East because on the website I'm looking it's. Brookies is uh, you guys will be playing at Menominee Falls is what it says, but I'll I'm going to make sure that I start asking people that because 
I think I owe a couple of my sideline reporters gas money for <laughs> me sending them all over the place. So, Dan, let's thank you so much. I appreciate your help setting setting this up to talk to Billy Howard and Quentin Redding and Colin Heckman uh, in the next couple of segments. If there's anything you need, let me know, and, and good luck the rest of the way. You likewise, too, Mike, and thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. You bet. He is Dan Lutz, head football coach at Menominee Falls. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to start with Billy Howard, talk to him for a few minutes, and then Quentin Redding. I should have maybe given Quentin his own segment because, you know what, he's pretty interesting. Cat had a great game last night. So we will talk to Billy Howard and Quentin Redding, two seniors at Menominee Falls High School. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. We are now joined by Billy Howard. He is a senior at Menominee Falls. He is 6'3", by 215, linebacker and tight end. Uh, Billy, how you doing? Congratulations. Good win last night. I appreciate it. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, Billy, I'm, I'm looking at your stats, and as a tight end, you got one catch for 25 yards. That's a pretty good average. we got to tell Nate to throw you the ball a little more. Yeah, actually, uh, I think I have two catches. for. I think that's two catches for 25 yards. And then uh, he did throw it to me again, but he was past the line when he threw it. So I should have three receptions, but... Well, what you know what on the on the website I'm looking one for twenty five. I'd be like, man, if I had you in a fantasy league, I'd want you to get the ball a little bit more. Hey, do you enjoy playing offense better or defense better? Uh, defense for sure, but I love helping out the offense. I'm mostly a blocker, so I enjoy doing that. Defensively, you get to hit people instead of getting hit, right? Correct. Hey, how long have you played on varsity at Menominee Falls? Uh, this is my fourth year. This is my third year starting. Really? Yes. Do you, Billy, do you remember, um, the first game and, and I don't care who it was against or any of that, but I re, I'm wondering the feeling you had on the sidelines as a freshman playing varsity football in a good conference over at Menominee Falls. Do you remember how big and fast everybody looked to you? Yeah, I do. Uh, I played behind my brother. And like one of his best friends, freshman year, <laughs> I was their backup. So I was always hoping like they wouldn't get hurt or anything. And then uh, my brother kind of like got me into it, and then I wasn't that scared anymore. So it's a good Man. start. And did these four years gone pretty quick for you? Oh yeah, it's flying by. Yeah, I t- you know I tell seniors that. Billy, that, you know what, don't blink. And and the fact that, you know, they think, come on, I got four years left. Well, you're a freshman, you're watching senior night thinking, man, I got a zillion years. No, I'm I'm not going to have to worry about that. But guess what? Now, you know, here you are and uh, it's happening. Any um, surprise on your part, Billy, that that the team started out 4-0 and how good you guys are playing right now? Did you know coming in that you guys had a chance to be this good? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, coming from last year, the chemistry was insane and we didn't really lose that many people. So I think just having ever, mostly everyone back. Hey, did, did, Billy, did you play in the youth program in, in Menominee Falls? 
I did. I, I started in fourth grade. I played up with the older kids. So Quentin Redding, I don't, we'll ask him and, and Colin Heckman, some of these guys, some of these seniors, you've been playing football with for a long time. Yeah, actually, a couple of those kids played in fourth grade, too, and then we all joined together in fifth grade, and we've we've all been, like, really good friends, like the whole team, since fifth grade. Hey, Ryan McMillan, you know, when you hear a guy like Billy Howard say that, yeah, look, if had we known all this and guys like me known what Billy is saying, we could have predicted that they, they, they may start the season 4-0. Absolutely. It's probably a great uh, great precursor to what Coach Lutz was saying about how they all get along with each other, the leadership's good, and clearly they put the time in together and they built that bond from a, a very young age. And uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to guess there's a lot of trust in that locker room. And when adversity hits, these guys look at each other and they know exactly where uh, each other will be on the field, and uh, they find a way to get it done. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Billy, last question before we cut you loose. Do you have any idea what's going on with you next year? Uh, I do not. I'm kind of just letting the year go on and see what happens. Uh, do, uh, do you want to? Do you want to go to? Are you looking to go to college? I am. Yeah. Do you want to play at the next level? Uh, I'm still deciding between football and baseball right now. I kind of kind of gonna i like both sports about the same so it's gonna gonna decide like what college i want to go to yeah well billy i really appreciate your time good luck we are uh man we, you guys like me are looking at that falls group right now with some of the wins and some si- signature wins that you guys have had um keep your eye on the prize don't don't let uh, your team look past anybody and uh continue to take care of your business both on the field and off the field and certainly in the classroom because all three of our our seniors from Menominee falls have great uh, grade point averages they all understand what a true student uh student athlete is so billy howard thanks a lot and good luck next week yeah thank you for having me on yeah you bet we're now joined by quentin redding um, I, I learned a lot about Menominee Falls, uh, this, this football team from Quinton yesterday. And, oh, we're going to get to Quinton. We lost him, but we'll get to him. And I'll tell you what, hey, Ryan, when, when my guy was covering their game last night, he was like, hey, um, uh, this was a touchdown by, by Quinton Redding. I said, that's great. He's going to be in a good mood tomorrow. And then he got one on defense as well. He picked one, picked six. And then his brother got a touchdown. I said, man, what is this, a Redding family affair or what? And he goes, well, I don't know, but your boy Quentin, he's going to be he's gonna be happy coming on your show tomorrow because he had a really good game. So, Yeah, you know who else is happy is uh, the Redding mom and dad, um, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Redding. They're sitting at home having a great night last night, and now they get to listen to their son on the radio. I mean, it, uh, it doesn't get much better than that as a parent. It does not. Quentin Redding, congratulations. Man, you had a big game last night. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, so my, the, we had the game being covered, and, and you know, he comes uh, he comes on. He says, hey, a touchdown pass. Uh, Quentin Redding scored. I said, that's great. He's coming on the show tomorrow. Then he comes back on, and he said, hey, Quentin Redding, you know, got an interception, a pick six. I said, man, now he's going to be in a really good mood. Then he comes back on and says, another Redding got a touchdown. I said, man, we should have the whole Redding family on. This is a good win for these guys. Hey, Quentin, <laughs> man, so are you? do you like offense better or defense better? Uh, personally, for me, I like offense better. I like to score touchdowns. I like to get the crowd going. But, I mean, defense, defense is 
always been fun for me. Like, I love playing both sides as well. I like offense a little bit more, but, like, defense, I mean, you still get the thrill of just going out there and shutting down whoever you're going against. Hey, Ryan McMillan, so the quarterback at Menominee Falls had eight completions last night for 137 yards, two touchdowns, five to Quinton Redding, and three to Evan Redding. Quinton, by the way, who's the better receiver, you or your brother? Um, I mean, we both take our different attributes. Like, he's more of a jump ball guy. I'm more of, like, uh, the guy to get into space. But, I mean, personally right now, I'm going to say I'm a little better because I'm mean, the older brother and teaching him a lot of stuff. But uh, Evan, Evan, Evan's going to be pretty good in these next coming years. I tell you, Quentin, when I look at the stats, if I'm Evan, I'm going, yeah, you're right. You know what? You had five catches. I only had three. But my average last night was 25.3. Yours was 14.4. You got to get down the field a little more. If I was him, that's what I, I would definitely be saying to you. Hey, how fun, <laughs> is it, how fun is it for you to play with your younger brother on the team? Oh, it's fantastic. I love playing with Ev. I mean, we've, we've dreamed about this for a while and just him he get to play with him a little bit uh sophomore year when he got brought up because we were down like six receivers something ridiculous um and then him playing last year and this year i mean it's just fantastic i love playing with evan i mean knowing him like me and him we really like we fight off the field but like we really don't get it uh into it on the field like we just look at each other we're like all right we know what we need to do if we need to go make a ridiculous play, like, we'll go do it. If we know in the huddle that we have, like, one of us is getting the ball, we're like, hey, just go catch the ball and go score because that's what we do best. Quinn, I'll tell you what, and, and I'm sure the same with the the, uh, the McMillan family, who my co-host, you know what, I can rip at my brothers and rip at my sister, but don't you, my two sisters, but don't you do it, right? We can fight inside this house, but, man, outside – I got their back, and and you guys can argue and, and fight all you want at home, but I know for a fact somebody gives you know you a cheap shot, Evan will be right there, and somebody does that to him, you'd be right there, and and uh, that's what brothers do for sure. Um, hey, I really appreciated the conversation that you and I had yesterday because it it opened my eyes to why Menominee Falls is doing as well as they are. And when you talked about, look, we all hang out. I'm hanging out with guys I've never hung out with before. And we're just getting, you know, as this kind of family grows a little bit, um, there's a lot of trust in that locker room. And the senior team is, we're really senior based and and our leadership is doing a good job. I I think that that bodes really well for the rest of the season for you guys, Quentin. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, with it being started last year from our senior class, I mean, we all got close last year. And, you know, like, going on this year, we're like, well, how are we going to differ from last year? I mean, last year was a special team. But then we looked at each other and we're like, we've been dreaming about this since junior Indian. We've been dreaming about this since since sixth grade. Like, how when we get to, when we get into high school, we're going to go win a state championship. We're going to we're gonna be the number one team in state, like, I mean, it was all a dream, and now, like, it's reality. And, like, we knew what we had to do. I mean, we knew, we knew what got us there last year, and we knew what need, we needed to fix to not be in the same hole as last year. So, I mean, with all of us, we're just, like, everybody's just, just as important to this team as me or Billy or Colin. Like, it goes all the way down to freshmen. I mean, freshmen, they're working their tails off. They're actually having a really good season. JV, they help us in practice so much. I mean, they give us great looks on scout. And even the uh, second and third strings, I mean, like, it's great to have them because, like, knowing, like, if somebody goes down, like, we had two players go down our first game, 
they were able to come in and like not skip a beat and like it was just it's just fantastic i mean and we all encourage each other because we're all like we we know what we need to do and you guys come in you guys you guys know how to play you guys know how to play football you guys we see it in practice there's no difference between a first second or third string everybody's equal Hey Ryan, so this young man we're talking to, they have him listed at five eight, a buck fifty three. So he must be quick as a hiccup. I mean, I could tackle him in space. I don't know if you could. I'm, well, maybe I couldn't. I, I, I probably <laughs> couldn't. But I'll tell you what. You want to talk about a kid that has a lot of heart, doesn't have a ton of size, but obviously he's making things happen. And listen to his leadership skills on the radio with us for the first time. Ryan, you love having a kid like this. Oh, absolutely. Going back to his last statement of the, there is no first, second, third string. We're all in this together. We're all equal. And, you know, when it's coming from your star, it sounds like he is the star of that team. Um, you know, that that carries a lot of weight in the locker room. And, and when he's saying to other players who might not necessarily believe in themselves, but he believes in them, like, I need you. We need you. Stick with this. Let's keep working. Uh, it goes a long, long way to lift people up and, and give them confidence and, and keep young adolescents moving, and I thank him for doing what he's doing. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, um, last question for you, and I'll let you go. Quinn, any any idea on what you want to do next year? I asked Billy, and he said, you know, I'm just kind of letting it kind of play out. I'm, I'm wondering for you, do you have any idea what uh, what next year holds for you? Uh, well, next year uh, I want to go play football at the next level. So, I mean, I hold about – Four offers right now. I have a couple uh, looks from other schools that are seeing how this season will go for me. So, I mean, what I want to do, I want to go play Division One football next year. Um, I hold one Division One offer right now, but uh, that's what I want to go do next year. I want to go play at the Division One level. Where, where is that one offer from so far? Uh, St. Thomas, University of St. Thomas in Minnesota. Yeah. Man, good for you. Hey, make sure that that school is a good fit for you. And, and wherever you go, Quentin – and you know this, but you be a good ambassador for that Reading family. You be a good ambassador for the Menominee Falls family and that high school and that community. And wherever you go, remember you're a cheesehead first, all right? Oh, yeah. Will do. Excellent. He is quitting Reading. Again, senior at Menominee Falls. If you're looking for a game, you want to go watch a fun team, you want to watch a team that gets gets along, plays really well, and you're just looking, go go see Menominee Falls this year. And and if they're playing at home, better yet, because it's a beautiful new field, and uh, you get a chance to, to watch the Reading Brothers play and this entire Menominee Falls team play. We're going to get to a break. Colin Heckman, uh, he's another Menominee Falls guy. And I'll tell you what, when I asked Coach Lutz, do you have somebody that would warn our pick-and-save student athlete of the week? He said, can I get three? I said, you can't, man. I'm sorry, I, I, I can only do one. He said, Billy Howard? Big-time student-athlete. Quentin Redding, big-time student-athlete. Colin Heckman is just one little itty-bitty notch above, so we'll go with the guy that has the highest GPA. But any of these three guys, he said, I would be proud to have them be our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week. So, Quentin, thanks a lot. Um, I appreciate your time. And remember what I told you. You guys run this uh, table, and I'll get you back on. Maybe we'll do two segments with you. That's Quentin Redding again from Menominee Falls High School. We'll get to a break. Colin Heckman, he is our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, and we'll talk to him next. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. On 1250 AM, The Fan. So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community? 
in their classroom, and on the court. Let's meet the Pick and Save High School Student Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. So our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, he's a linebacker, he's a tight end, he's a senior at this 4-0 Menominee Falls football team. He's Colin Heckman. Colin, congratulations. Good win last night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Hey, um, let's start with the, the the student side of this, and congratulations for being this week's uh, Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, and we like to thank our local Pick and Save stores for our for giving us this opportunity to talk to you about that side of your life. Um, your motivation for being such a good student, where did that come from? Well, you know, I love football, but it's always been taught that school comes first before sports. So I've always had high expectations for myself in the classroom. Because, like I said, even though I love football, I know that I can't play football forever. So the classroom is where it's going to matter for the rest of my life. So I know I've had to succeed there first. Yeah, good for you. So a lot of a lot of what you're saying is self-motivation for, for doing well in the classroom? Mm-hmm. Man, that, that's good. What uh, subject-wise, do, do you have a favorite subject? Are you social studies? Are you a math guy? Are you a science guy? What, what are you? I've always been a social studies guy myself. So. And do you got an idea on, on where you're going to go next year? Uh, I don't have a decision yet, but I do have a few schools. I plan on playing football, so that is going to take part in my decision. But uh, I know I want to major in either education or criminal justice. Wow, good for you. You you know, Colin, here's the cool part about, are you 17, 18 years old? How old are you? 17. So here's the cool part about being 17, Colin. You can change your mind three times before we get off the air today. Yeah. The next five minutes, you can change it three times, and you know what? It, it's going to be fine. Hey, um, we talked to Quentin and talked to Billy Howard, and they kind of knew, they felt it coming in before the season. I want to ask you the same question. Did you have a pretty good feeling? Did you did you think, boy, we've got these seniors coming back. We're a close-knit group. we got a chance to be pretty good this year? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, our team last year, uh, we had – we had a good group of seniors that, that led us really well, but I, we had a lot of juniors playing, so I knew we had a lot of our guys returning this year with a lot of experience. So, yeah, I definitely felt like we could be pretty good this year. Hey, have you played uh, – how long have you played on the varsity? Um, since sophomore year. Do you remember – and I asked Billy this – do you remember that first game that you played and how big and, and, and fast and, and strong everybody looked? Oh, Yeah. I do, for sure. Man, huge difference now, right? Yeah. You're sure. like one of those you're one of those guys. You're uh-huh. one of the guys that the sophomores and freshmen and maybe some juniors on the other side go, You gotta be kidding me. Look how big and fast <laughs> these guys are. Um when you said you might have some schools, can you talk a little bit about some of the opportunities that you might have next year that you're making decisions on? Uh yeah, I have a few Division II schools, um, Augustana University, Northern Michigan, and Upper Iowa. And I also have one Division Three school that I'm looking at in Minnesota, Bethel University. Sure. Man, good good for you. That's You know what, to be able to, to, to go to, to a college that 
that you're comfortable with and, and hopefully you can get on campus to some of these schools that want you to come and, and be a good student athlete. Are you a multi-sport athlete? Uh, I used to be. I played basketball up until my sophomore year. You know, I was a basketball coach for a long time, Colin. You know, I always liked those football boys that came and tried to yeah. play basketball. You guys couldn't shoot a lick, but you sure could <laughs> rebound well. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about coming back out this year, so we'll see. I would, you know what, I would 100% recommend that. I would, mm-hmm. 100%. To take advantage of everything you can do, you know, in your senior year in high school. Don't don't get off, go off to college and, and have one of those, I wish I would have, I should have, I... You know what? Do it all, man. You know yeah. what? Get on any any board that you can. You know, get involved in the chess club if you can. But keep those mm-hmm. grades up. I, I know that uh, your mom and dad might be listening and saying, "Hey, hold on a second. He still got to get his grades and and take <laughs> care of that stuff and and keep leading this team, Colin. You guys are you guys are the talk right now. And and don't let that go to your heads. Take care of all your business. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll do. Hey, last thing. So I I'm gonna reach out to you um next week. And after one of your practices, we're going to meet at the Pick and Save across the street from Menominee Falls High School. I'm going to ask you to invite your family. I'll uh, let Coach, Coach Lutz know and any of your teammates, you know, Quentin Redding and Billy Howard, those guys, if they want to join us. And, and I would ask you to let them know when we're doing this. But we're going to meet at that Pick and Save store. I got a beautiful plaque an award from from your local pick and save store that I want to give you and, and just say congratulations on being our student athlete of the week. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You bet. I look forward to meeting you in, in person, young man. That's Colin Heckman. He is a linebacker and a tight end at Menominee Falls, and he is our pick and save student athlete of the week. Hey, Ryan McMillan, you know, they, two of these guys, you know, Billy Howard and, and Colin Heckman, both linebackers and tight ends, and then Quentin Redding is is a receiver. Those three guys, if they're your 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 tri captains, Dan Lutz is man. They're in they're in a good place right now. Oh, they're in a really good place right now, and that's uh, that leadership component and that, that team continuity component. Is, is, I would be willing to bet that's the reason why they're four and zero, and and something tells me they'll find a way to finish the stretch uh, unbeaten, and then hopefully look forward to some sort of playoff opportunity, and uh, go from there. Yeah, well, we, we we let's hope we can get them a long playoff run. I I don't know, I don't know about that, and I'm not sure we, that. Well, you did most of the talking. I don't know if you and I made any friends with the WI in that first segment, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out. And again, he is Ryan McMillan. It's M C M. I'm just kidding. The AD at Muskego. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break. Our current electric superhero of the week, Libby Proctor from Franklin High School will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan and the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show 
presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern with Ryan McMillan, my co-host, the AD at Muskego High School. Ryan, I get asked a number of times, you know, why do you why do you keep doing all this stuff on the air? Because I'm a sales guy. I, I do some other things and and I don't we don't I don't get Saturdays off like almost ever. And it's because of the stuff that we do with guys like Billy Howard and Quentin Redding and Colin Heckman and be able to talk to these seniors and, and highlight, promote and celebrate what these kids are doing at their school in their community and for their 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 sports teams. And that's what keeps me doing stuff like this. I think we, we get so much bad news when we turn on the TV sometimes and the radio sometimes. And, and I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. I want to talk about all this good stuff. And those three kids are, are going to leave a legacy at, at Menominee Falls High School for years to come. Oh, without a doubt. And it, especially in today's uh, world, the, what we're living in right now, these these, uh, you know, good-hearted, down-to-earth, hometown stories um, go a long way to remind people of a lot of the goodness that we still see in our world, we still see in our, our young people, uh, see in our schools, and, and reinforce the importance of, of school and uh, education-based athletics. And uh, I, I can't. I know I can't thank you enough, and I know there's a lot of other people out there uh, that would say the same thing. And we, we heard it earlier in our show from when we had some people from around the state saying they wish their corner of the state would have uh, have a show like this, or they wish that you'd take your show statewide and, and keep telling those stories across our, our local areas and uh, give those kids a lot of credits. They're doing a lot of the right things, and uh, when those kids keep doing the right things, we'll keep telling their story, just like uh, I know we got coming up later in the show a, a superstar from Franklin as well. Well, and she's, and you know what we have for now, and and what a, you know, it, it's called a segue, but I I just I mean it when I when I say that, and now that Kern Electric has given us the opportunity to highlight promote what we call the superhero of the week, it it just has has done more I think of what we just talked about. Look, Libby Proctor should be talked about. The stuff she does is so impressive, and we should be highlighting, promoting, celebrating her. Now, the other, some of the other superheroes we've had, um, the current electric superheroes, aren't involved in sports, but Libby Proctor is. And let me tell you a little bit about her here in a second. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current electric superhero of the week. Libby Proctor from Franklin High School. I want to thank the principal at Franklin High School. And I really appreciate um, him. And, and, and I called him and said, look, here's what the deal is. And he said, look, I've got a couple, but I have one specific person in mind that I want to find out if she'd be interested in doing this. And Libby Proctor's a 3.8 GPA, National Honor Society, four-year varsity swimmer at Franklin. This year, she's the captain. And she goes, when I was talking to her, Ryan, she goes, you know, I'm, I was really lucky this year to be named the captain. There's no luck involved in that. She worked so hard and, and she was named the captain for a reason. And I believe that. 
She dances at Next Step in Franklin, and she loves the people at Next Step in Franklin where she dances. Started dancing as a three-year-old, participated in the Macy's Day Parade with Next Step last year. She's danced in the Disney World Parade. Um, she worked in, in a thing called um, Volunteered Construction 2, the only female on this group, and they built a house. Hey, McMillan, they built a house in Franklin from start to finish. That's phenomenal. I, Just phenomenal. I, I want her to come work at my house a little bit. She worked for a nonprofit group called Dancers Against Substance Abuse. Here's my favorite, Ryan. You're going to laugh at this, and I promise, Libby, we're going to get you in a minute, but i got to tell this. She worked with the Franklin Health Department as part of the National Honor Society doing volunteer work on an anti-tobacco program. And what she had to do is she would go into stores in Franklin and try to buy cigarettes, and she's underage. And she said, you can't believe my heart was pounding like crazy. And I said, your heart was pounding. You, were, you know you weren't really trying to buy them, right? She goes, yeah, yeah, but boy, oh, boy, did I get nervous doing that. And I laughed because she is nothing like I was at that age, Ryan. Absolutely. There's nothing about her that says, okay, you're just like Mike McGivern was when he was at Mesmer High School. We're now joined <laughs> by Libby Proctor from Franklin High School. Miss Libby, how are you today? Good. How are you? Good. You sound perfect. How is, uh, I know that you're, you're gone a little bit, um, and, and we really appreciate your willingness to take a couple of minutes with us. Congratulations on being the current electric superhero of the week. Well done. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. So I had a chance to talk to your mom and then talk to you and your mom, and I really appreciate the amount of work that you do um, in, in, it just seems that whatever you get involved in Libby, you just throw yourself in and, and you give like a hundred percent, correct? Yeah. I really try to do as best as I can in everything that I do. The, um, you know, the one thing I didn't talk about is you're a lifeguard for the school gym classes and you teach swim lessons on the weekends. Where do you have time to, to, to get the 3.8 GPA at a tough Franklin high school? That's actually something that a lot of people ask me. I don't know where I find the time. I spend a lot of nights staying up late doing homework or coming into school early or just putting a lot of time um, away from like a social life just to work on school and be involved in activities and working. Hey, do you um, do you understand, and I've asked some of the other superheroes, that this servant leadership heart that you have because obviously, look at the things that you're involved in and you volunteer and you give back. Do you know where that started in you or, you know, why that's so important to you? I think I just feel like I have the privilege and opportunity to, like, serve my community. And a lot of people don't have that privilege. And I think that if you have that there for you, that you should pursue it and be able to help out your community, help out other students and other people around you just because if they're struggling, why not be there for them as well? Hey, Ryan, I've said this about some of our superheroes, but um, I'm going to say it again. We need to be extremely nice to Libby Proctor. Do you want to know why? 
She's going to pay our checks. She's. We're working for her one day. I don't know how or where, but one day she'll go to college, come back, and we'll, you know, I'll walk in with, you know, I'll be, I'm an old man already. I'll walk in and say, hey, can you hire me? And she'll be like, what's your name? That sounds a little familiar. And I'll say, hey, remember how nice I was to you on the radio? And then she'll hire me and she'll pay me a big wage. Libby, can we talk about your trip a little bit um, to be part of the Macy's Day Parade? I know that we talked about that the other day on the air and how much fun that was. It was very tiring for you, but can we talk a little bit about next step and, and where you dance? You've been dancing since you were three years old. How fun was that trip to New York for you? Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite trips and vacations I've ever been on. It was one of the most tiring things I've ever done. We were on the run from like 6 a.m. to like midnight every single night. Um, I had to go to rehearsals every day for the parade, but I got to do a lot of touristy stuff as well. And it was just an amazing opportunity to be able to dance um, on TV in front of millions of people watching when like usually it's just me sitting behind the TV watching all these dancers. And it was crazy to know that like I was one of those girls that time. Man, that that is awesome. I, I really... I, I, I think that that would be so fun. And, and when we talked, you said, look, I've never been more tired because we went from, you know, 6 a.m. to like midnight every night. But they they put together a really nice kind of touristy package. But then we had some days that we got to do some things on our own um, that had to be extremely fun. And I bet all you guys slept on the on the trip home. Yeah, we did. Hey, um, the, the swimming part, what what do you uh um, what do you swim? Are you, are, are you, uh, you know, do you, do you swim the freestyle? Are you back? What, what do you swim? Uh, I usually just do freestyle and backstroke, but this year I've picked up butterfly as well. <laughs> How is that going? That I, I love to swim and I've never been able to figure that one out. It's going really good. I love all the girls on the Franklin swim team and we have a lot of fun with it. And we all try super hard to be successful and um, especially just as a team especially with COVID going on. It's a lot different than it usually is. Yeah. Hey, Libby, do you know what's going on for you next year yet? Um, I think I know what I want to go to school for, but I don't know where I want to go. <laughs> what do you think you want to go to school for? I think I'm wanting to go into kinesiology, health and nutrition, and then eventually uh, go into physical education. Man, there you go. Well, McMillan, you're going to definitely be working for her one day. You know, she may not hire me, but Ryan, maybe she'll hire you. Hey, I absolutely love the the career choice and path. And I mean, especially with some of her background that she talked about with the Franklin Health Department and some of the substance use and abuse things going into that health FIED teacher type role. um, She can pay huge dividends for numbers of kids out there in our society and can do a lot a lot of good and um that's kind of my background so i'm uh i'm 110 percent behind her and rooting for libby and you know what i think she's gonna make uh great great things happen in this world she talked about social life sacrifice and that is so hard for young adolescents to to do and she's willing to do it and delay gratification if you will uh and something tells me she's going to be a great educator later in life you know, Ryan, when we, talked, when we talked, Libby and I talked about this construction, too, that she was part of, and she said, look, I was the only female on that crew, and she said, and, and it was really great, and all the, the boys that were on it were very helpful, but, man, you know, I got after a little bit, and, and I love driving past that house, to, to, and I'm really proud of the work that we did on it, 
So here is a young lady that, you know, has had a lot of success in, in, in swimming and dancing and stuff she's done, but she put herself in what I would consider at least initially an uncomfortable situation to be a part of something bigger than, than, than her. And I'm just so impressed with that stuff. And, and Libby, I'm, I, I really am. I'm, I'm proud of the work that you do. And I know that your mom is proud because I had that conversation with her, with her about you. And she said she's just really a special kid and, and does things really well. And Franklin High School is really proud that you're one of their own. You're a saver, and, and they're proud of that, Libby. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, you're having a good weekend, right? Yeah, I am. I'm camping. <laughs> yeah, it's a little cold, isn't it? Yeah, it is a little cold, but it was raining and it's pretty windy, but it's supposed to pass over and be pretty nice later today. So You you know, roughing it for a guy like me, and I don't know, I think McMillan, I think Ryan likes to maybe camp, but if, uh, if they don't have like every ESPN channel at the Holiday Inn or the Best Western I'm staying, that's roughing it for me. Libby, I'm not I'm not doing that tent thing and outside stuff. There's no chance. I, I uh-uh, not going to happen. So you keep having fun with that stuff. I can tell you that our friends at Kern Electric, your picture and your bio will go up on their Facebook page starting like right now. They're putting it up right now. Um, they're going to send you out um, a package with a couple of things, just saying congratulations from our friends at Kern Electric for being our superhero of the week. And and again, I'm so happy to be able to tell your story, Libby Proctor. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for giving me this opportunity, too. You you are so welcome. Thank you. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to Matt Jeter. He's the head football coach at Simpson College in Iowa. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Brian, I'll tell you what, any chance we get to talk to somebody like Libby Proctor from Franklin High School, boy, she was impressive, don't you think? Oh, I totally agree, and uh, I might actually have an opportunity to meet her in person because I think uh, I know we're hosting the swim sectional at Muskego, and I think Franklin's in it, so maybe I'll, uh, I'll be able to root her on in person. Man, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I love doing the Kern Electric Superhero of the Week, especially with what's going on in our world. We are now joined by the head football coach at Simpson College in Iowa. He is uh, Matt Cheater, and reading his bio, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a pretty impressive bio, and he's now the head coach, I think, year four. Might be his, I'm sorry, entering his fifth season, it looks like, his head coach at Simpson. Matt, uh, how you doing, coach? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me on this morning. Yeah, we really appreciate your time, and I want to thank, you know, your assistant coach, uh, Mike Haar, is a guy that he's uh, spent a lot of time up here in Wisconsin, and um, he is recruiting uh, the state of Wisconsin for Simpson College and doing a really good job from what I hear, and so I want to thank him for, for putting us together. Hey, Coach, let's talk a little bit about your background, if we can, and and. Uh, we, look, where you where you grew up, where you played, and, and how you got to, to Simpson? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, played football, played a junior college ball at Iowa Central Community College, 94-95. Uh, uh, then I transferred to Simpson College and played there in 96-97, was part of uh, 
two back-to-back championship football teams there. Uh, the captain on the 97 team, they went to the semifinalists, uh, lost out to Mount Union that year. Oh. Um, and then uh, my coaching tree, I, you know, I coached high school ball in Des Moines area for about four years. And then in 2002, I got my break in college at Drake University FCS School in Des Moines. I spent eight years there from recruiting coordinator to uh, defensive coordinator. And then uh, 2010, I took my challenge to Central Missouri, D2 school in Warrensburg, Missouri, where I spent six years there as a defensive coordinator before uh, coming back to Iowa to my alma mater in 2016, in spring of 2016, to take the head job at Simpson College. So, Matt, a man can't come home, can he? Right? Because Simpson was home for you. And it it's, it, yeah, it's got to be a great feeling to be able to come back on campus, obviously with a whole different you know, set of eyes at this point, because you were a player looking at the campus and looking at the program one way, and then you go basically and become a man and then come back with a whole different set of, of eyes and ideas on, on what you want to do at Simpson to continue the success they've had. Yeah. No, it was great coming back home. I, I tell you real quick, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I thought, you know, when I played there, you know, I would, we were 23 and one or 23 and two. Wow. And I was like, I was like, well, I'm just going to come back. This is going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be like it was. So, you know, you start peeling back some layers and things like that and getting back to work. So, uh, you know, it was good to get back and good to be home. The kids, I can relate to the kids cause I played on the field. They played on sat in some of the same classrooms. So, uh, that connection uh, has been awesome for me to be back. We are talking to uh, Matt Jeter. He's the head football coach at a Simpson College. You go to SimpsonAthletics.com if you want to um, get a picture of Matt and, and read his bio and, and look at the facilities and look at the sports that Simpson offers. Um, where in Iowa are you located? We're located in Indianola, Iowa, which is actually 15 minutes south of uh metropolitan capital of Des Moines. So we're right, we're right, small city, 15,000 Indianola, but we're right there next to the uh, the capital of, uh, of Iowa, right there in Des Moines, which is 15 miles away. You know, I'm, I'm glad you got Mike on your staff because looking at your roster, we, we got to get some more Wisconsin boys go, going to play for you. And I know that, uh, I know that Mike's going to do a great job of bringing some good student athletes um, to Simpson for you. Coach, this this COVID thing obviously has put everything, you know, at a whole different stage. Are you guys playing right now at all? Are you practicing? What's going on at Simpson right now? Yeah, uh, no, our season, uh, we actually are, our conference was the last Division Three conference to cancel the season. So up oh. until August 11th, Mike, we had guys coming back ready to play, and uh, we canceled the season at that time. Um, right now we're, we're postponing our season to spring. Uh, tentatively to start March 27th. So Boy, right now, right now we're just practicing in t-shirt and shorts. Uh, hopefully hey, we can progress that. So Kimberly and Jordan, Jaden, they they must be like, hold on, what's you're not supposed to be around so much this time of year, right? <laughs> yeah, I tell you, my my youngest Jaden plays uh, seventh grade football, so I bet his coach is like tired of me being at practice <laughs> because I'm not coaching right now. So. <laughs> So I think it's, that's it's been good. It's been good think, to be around the family. That's yeah, the I, I, I just do not bring a whistle to one of his practices. <laughs> yeah, don't right. be, don't be doing that, Coach. 
where you know, hey, I, I, I just need I need to blow the whistle once in a while. Hey man, can I ask you when you're talking to a, a junior or a senior in high school who uh, has some interest in playing the next level, and that's who we have listening to this show. We've got the kids that listen. We've got their their moms and dads. We've got grandparents. We've got coaches, athletic directors. And I coached high school basketball for 36 years. And I'm retired now. But when I would tell these kids, you know, what what's important if they want to play at the next level, you know, they'd roll their eyes at me because I'm the old guy. What do I know? But a guy like you, if you tell them what it takes to play at the next level, I, Matt, I would say to them, look, this coach is coming to see you play. He already knows you can play or he wouldn't spend time to come here. Why do you think he gets here 20 minutes before game time? You think he's here to get a bag of popcorn? No. Let me tell you what he's doing here. And they just would roll their eyes at me. So Matt Cheater, head football coach at Simpson College, when you talk to a junior and senior, can you talk to us a little bit about what it takes for them to play at Simpson? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and I think, you know, we all get that, them eyes rolled at us sometimes. But I think the, the biggest thing for playing at Simpson College or even college anywhere I mean, these coaches, man, we're looking at these kids' character. Uh, I mean, that's that's one thing we look at, and then we're looking at the academics. Uh, like you mentioned, I know your kids can play, and uh, you know they can tackle, they can run, they can jump and do those things. But I want to make sure, you know, we got those type of men uh, coming into our program that that we can continue to grow and develop. You know, like our for our vision, Mike, is to build men up of high character and compete for championships. So. Is we have it. We have it set that way for a reason because I think the two go hand in hand. So I want to make sure we're, we're developing these young men to be great husbands, fathers, and leaders in the community. And then I want to say, hey, we still want to be able to compete for championships too, as well. And to do that in a college level, I mean, it takes a lot of talent, a lot of grit, and a lot of determination to to make that happen. Um, and those are the type of kids uh, that we want in our program. Those type, of, those kids that are hungry to to do something special. You know not just during college season, but even after college. Hey, um, Coach, you guys are Division Three, correct? Because you played uh, Mount Union? Yes. And and I can tell you that, and, and, and I think you'll agree with this, my son played Division Three basketball, and he played for four years, and he was a cheer captain and things. And a month before he, he graduated, he sent out eight resumes, and he got eight phone calls back, Coach. And I said, give me your resume. What are you telling these people? And I took it to a friend of mine who, who um, used to hire guys out of college. And I said, why is he getting all this action? And he said, because he played Division three basketball and he stuck with it for four years. And he was two-year captain. I don't know if I'd hire the kid, but I'd want to meet him because that shows commitment and you can multitask. And he's not getting paid to do this. He's doing it for the love of the game. So when you get some of these kids that can handle this academically, play Division three because it is, it's hard to play Division three college football. There's a lot of sweat equity that has to go into this, but I think these kids that stick with it and do well and can get a guy like you to send you know, a recommendation, they're, they're gonna have a lot of doors open for them at the end of their college career. You're absolutely correct. You know, I think uh, the misconception of Division three football is we don't put in the same work as maybe a FCS or FBS program. And I can assure you, these kids are working just as hard, sometimes even even harder because, you know, with lack of time and facilities, these kids, you know, we got, we're lifting at 5 and 5.30 right now. So, um, you know, 
I remember under another institution I was at, we were trying to get the kids there at 9 and 10. So, I mean, guys were getting up, having a full load of classes, you know, from 8 to 1, and then going to practices. So, I I have guys call me just because of that. They want guys that they, – they call me. They want athletes that they know work their tail off on the field and off the field. Those are the guys I get calls for, especially being so close to Des Moines. I mean, that's why, you know, Des Moines is the number – number two or three right now as far as uh you know places to live everybody wants everybody's calling our guys about coming there to work right so that's 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 what i'm telling them right now like you're going to get guys that's going to be tough he's going to work his tail off he's going to be on time he's going to be dependable that's what they're looking for he is matt cheater head football coach at simpson college he named american rivers conference coach of the year in 2018 when you hear him talk you see why you see exactly why. He played at Simpson. He wants to, to showcase what they have to offer there. And and I would, uh, look, if you're a junior, sophomore, junior, senior, that feels like you want to play at the next level, um, take a look at, at SimpsonAthletics.com. A couple of weeks from now, we're going to have Mike Haran, um, who recruits this area for Coach uh, Matt Cheater, and, and we will talk more about the campus, things like that. What is Simpson known for academically, by the way, Coach? Yeah, great. Yeah, we're known for uh, criminal justice, criminal justice, business, and education are our big, our top three majors there at Simpson College, as well as well as our pre, our our pre med uh, majors like uh, bio, chemistry, pre dentistry, and those type of things. But those chemist, uh, criminal justice, business, and uh, education are our top three majors at Simpson College. Hey, if after t- uh, hearing Coach Matt Jeter, if, if you want to reach out to the assistant coach that recruits this area, his Twitter is at Coach Hauer. It's H-A-A-R. And, and, and you probably know the name because he coached up in this area for a long time, but he's now an assistant coach um, with Matt Jeter over at Simpson College uh, right out of Des Moines, Iowa. So it's, you know what, it's not that bad of a ride, I can tell you that. Uh, I've been in that neck of the woods quite a bit. And again, if you want to talk with Mike uh, about Simpson, um, you can reach out to him on Twitter. It's at Coach Hart, H-A-A-R, and he will certainly respond. Hey, Matt, I, I've heard nothing but good things about you, not just from Mike, but from some other people. And just a quality character man that cares a lot about his kids. And I look forward to having uh, you maybe on another show that I do it as well called Faith in the Zone. I know that that's an important part of, of who you are, so I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I love to. I love to be a part of the faith in the zone. Um, you know, we talk about faith, family, and football. And uh, I wouldn't be here today without my faith. And um, I'm glad Mike Hart is on my staff. I can't say enough about that man and what he's bringing to the table uh, in all facets for our program. So uh, thanks for uh, hey. having uh, Mike get us involved. Matt, last thing, and I've I look. I've actually two quick things. I had uh, a college coach on Faith in the Zone years ago, and he's a Division I guy. And he said, I said, hey, kids have really changed over the years, don't you think? And he said, no, I, I don't think so. I said, really? He said, no. He said, Mike, you and I have changed. He said, I was a Division I, the youngest in the country, Division I college football coach, head coach at the age of 28. I was single, and I was cool. I was the guy. Now I'm 44, I'm married, I got three kids. All I want to do is get out of practice, go home and see my kids. He said, Mike, we've changed. And and you know what, Coach? I I know that the social media side of this stuff that, that kids are now posting stuff, he said, they're still doing the idiotic stuff 
I did as a freshman in college. The difference is they're showing everybody this stuff. And so that might be a change. And really quickly, before we get to a break, Coach, your feeling on that, do you think the kids are, are similar to, you know, what they were when you were that age? Yeah, I, I agree with that, Coach. You know, I think, uh, you know, when I talk to the kids and I'm mentoring them or ministering to them, uh, I could go back to things that I've done in college and I, and I hit them right in the head. Hey, when I was in college, you know, you know, I missed the class too, or I didn't, I didn't do well in the test too. I, you know, I, I, I talked to a kid yesterday about that. You know, we didn't have this either. They're either taping it, recording it, FaceTiming it, social media, all the same things. We just didn't have that, you know, 20, 25 years ago. So everything now is as soon as you do it and say it, it's public. So constantly talk to the kids about, Hey, Think, think before you post things. Think before 100%. you post. Because once it's out, there in, it's out there in the cloud, you can't take it back. You know, Coach, we had, um, and then we got to get to a break, but we had a guy on from Southern Miss years ago on this show. And his, he, he was on the staff, but his whole job is on Wednesday or Thursday, the, uh, the, the coaching staff would give this young guy a list of 50 players that, that they wanted to recruit throughout the country. And his job was to find them on social media. And he goes, he, he was in studio with us. He goes, Mike, I'm really good at what I do. So those those guys that, that have one Facebook page where they're at church and praising God and the other one that where they're at a kegger party on the beach, I, I find them all. I got them all. So at the end of the weekend, I come in out of that 50, pretty, pretty basic that between 20 and 30 guys I've crossed off because of the stuff that they're posting. That goes back to the character piece that I talked about from the from the start. I mean, guys guys can get their scholarships and their recruiting taken away from them by posting something for twenty seconds or a picture, a word, or saying something like that. It's so it's so important to make sure that you know. I mean, guys guys want good guys on the programs that are going to represent their program on and off the field. So I I I see I see that one hundred percent. He is Matt Cheater, and we went really long, but he's really good. And I've never, look, I've never been a Simpson Storm fan, but I might be following him now. I can tell you that. Hey, Matt, thank you. I'll be in touch here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, you know what? Don't bring that whistle to your son's football practice. Okay. I will. <laughs> I will. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, look you forward bet. to connecting with uh, Faith in the Zone sometime. And uh, hey, Roll Storm. Uh, roll Storm. Sim- SimpsonAthletics.com. Take a look at, at what they have to offer. Read the bio on this man. You know what? I'd feel confident and comfortable with my son or grandson going to play at Simpson College for this guy. He is Matt Cheater. Guys, we'll get to a break. Other side of the break, Ryan McMillan. we got to figure out who our UW Credit Union Team of the Week is, and we'll do that on the other side. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. On 1250 AM, The Fan. What team stood out from the rest? What team took their game to another level on the field, court, or in their community? Because these are my streets. Let's find out who is this week's UW Credit Union Team of the Week. UW Credit Union, for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. Man, this is a tough week for this, Coach McMillan. This is a, t- a tough, tough week for it. You know, there there were some teams that you could say, hey, look, you know, great bounce back win for Catholic Memorial, obviously, beating a really good Grafton team. They certainly is a team that that we could give that to. 
Um, do, do we shy away from teams like Lake Country Lutheran that just keeps rolling? Muskego just keeps rolling. Martin Luther had a good win last night against the Thomas More team that got to win the first uh, week of the year. Uh, you know, Burlington beats Elkhorn, and Burlington's doing well. There's, there's, a, there's a number of teams that we could choose from. And, I, you know, I text you who I thought, and you said, you know what? That, that's a pretty good choice. And I tried to get a hold of Jake Davis, and, and I don't know if we'll get him before the end of the year. But our UW Credit Union Team of the Week this week is going to be Germantown. And I, I got to tell you, I think that, that Germantown played, they, they've been playing much, much better here the last couple of weeks. I know that Jake is awfully happy with the way they're playing, but to, to beat Brookfield East 30-24 to 24 in overtime is a good win for Jake Davis and, and the boys at Germantown. Well, there's no doubt you go into Brookfield East and beat uh, Coach Coach Farley and the, the Spartans. Um on the road, on natural grass, that's what a lot of people forget about, is Brookfield East is still natural grass, I believe. Uh, at least it was a year ago when we were there. And, um, you know, and then the other thing that factors in this, Mike, is uh, week four was the first time the the elements or the weather uh, came into play where we had a little bit of rain going on. And wherever you were, you got a little more rain than others got. But... You had rain, you had cold, and you had wind, and usually that leads to, uh, you know, some turnovers and things. And and Germantown did enough to take care of the football and escape with a W. Well, I'll tell you, most of the games we had covered last night, Ryan, you know, Sussex Hamilton played well last night. They had like five turnovers, and they were moving yeah. the ball. And and our guys said, look, they they're playing really well. They just keep putting the ball down on the on the carpet, and they keep losing it. And so that was a problem for a lot of teams last night. You know, their schedule, Germantown schedule so far, has been Sussex-Hamilton, Menominee Falls, Marquette, and then Brookfield East. Um, not an easy game there at all. And they beat Sussex-Hamilton. They lose to the Falls. They lose to Marquette. So now they go into a, a, a tough game at Brookfield East, I believe. I, everything's all, you know what, I don't know if it was at Brookfield East or Germantown. One thing I look at says at Brookfield East. The other thing says Germantown. So I don't know where it was last night, Coach. But for them to, to, to bounce back and now be 2-2 two and two is, is a good win for Jake Davis. And I'm sure he's proud of those kids. And anytime you get a chance to beat a Brookfield East program, who over you know the last couple of years has been as good a program as there has been, um, that's a good win for Germantown. And I'm a big fan of Jake Davis. So that was a... We, we had a lot of opportunities to give it to a number of guys, but I feel good about giving it to Jake and the boys at Germantown. Absolutely, and I'm also seeing uh, the game went into overtime. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but uh, yep. like you say, there's been so many schedule changes and people are trying to keep up with it, but uh, to have an overtime thriller like that and pull it out in those elements, that's uh, you got to tip your cap to them. You know, and I look at it, it looks like they're going to be playing at Brooks Central on the 23rd. I, Ryan, I don't know what any of this means anymore. I'm telling you, I'm so. I look in the WIA website and there, the game, the Lake Geneva Badger Waterford game was at Waterford. Then I look at with sports, it's at Waterford. I send my guy to Waterford. He goes, it's 20 minutes before kickoff and it's dark and there's not anybody here. I go, what? Yeah. He goes, yeah, there's nobody here. So and then somebody called and 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 I thought Catholic Memorial was going to be playing at Carroll University. 
That guy called. He says, there's nobody here. I go, just go to the Waukesha South. There's a game at, at South. He goes to, Waukesha, uh, goes to Waukesha South and said, hey, somebody here told me the Catholic Memorial Games at Waukesha North. I'll just head over there. So I had guys moving all over the place. It was extremely frustrating for me to give my, my sideline reporters the wrong information. But everybody, man, in this kind, this time of year, everybody's got to be flexible, right? Oh, absolutely. And it just goes to show you how much uh, the athletic directors and schools are, are working together on this and they're just figuring out schedules and making things happen at the, the last minute. And, you know, the media is trying to keep up, but it's tough. There's no doubt about it. It's really tough. And so I that's why, you know, I'm asking guys from Niagara Falls, so it says you're playing at home or you're playing on the road. I, I'm going to not only start calling you, uh, you, you athletic director boys, saying, can I get my guy on the sidelines tonight or tomorrow night? Where do you play? What time is kickoff? You know, the other night, or the last week, West uh, Wauwatosa West, they were supposed to play at home at 7 o'clock on a Friday night. And because what's going on in Wauwatosa, they decided to play at Pewaukee at 4 o'clock. Well, I, you know, I don't know. How, they can't call me, They and nor should they. But, man, oh, man, it, it gets hard to keep doing the scoreboard show. But we have fun, and my guys all keep laughing at me. You know, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll drive. Where do you want me to go? The guy in Waterford, he was new. He was like, wow, this is, man, where, there's nobody here. I go, well, drive to Burlington. He goes, you know, I, I, live in, uh, I live in Franklin. I said, okay, turn around, go to Oak Creek. He goes, perfect, I'll go to Oak Creek. And, and John Walter's like, all right, yeah, there's a game here at Oak Creek. I go, all right, thank God, because I, I'm 50-50 at this point, whether I know where the game's going to be at or not. So, But everybody's got to be, you know, you're changing, you're being flexible, and to, to get these kids a chance to play football, that's, I think, what we all have to be, right? Oh, absolutely, and there's, uh, and that's that's the main reason why we're doing everything that we're doing is to give kids an opportunity uh, to compete for the social emotional learning aspects and uh, keep them kids connected to the education curriculum within the, each of their schools and, and sports is a great way to do it and that's why it's education based athletics so uh, yeah, we all I, keep working together we'll make it. Yeah, how uh, before we get to a break, what's your life like different than it was a year ago at this time? <laughs> it's a great question. I uh, I I'm, I literally am taking it day by day. I'm trying to look out into the the future a little bit as you try to plan and process and communicate all the little different things that you need to communicate. But uh, uh, I think we're hosting every fall sport for the WIA tournaments, uh, sports tournaments. Um, you know, the only one we don't know yet is football, but uh, we'll get to that later. Um, and we just keep going. So we got we got a lot of opportunity going to Muskego. We're working hard at it. Every day is new, and you just there's just a ton of communication and a ton of uh, um, what do I want to say? Just due diligence that you just got to keep doing, and it it uh, you just make it day by day, and you try not to get too far ahead of yourself. And I'm fortunate to have great people around me, and right. uh, great coaches and great uh, administrators, great athletics office staff that. Uh, we're very collaborative on everything, so I feel like if I'm not there, at least I've empowered somebody else to be able to make the decision and make it in the best interest of our programs and kids hey, and hey, Ryan, keep moving. Can I, before we get to a break, and we got to get to a break, but did you think that the years of coaching, as, as long as you coached, set you up very nicely to be in that role as, as the athletic director 
at Muskego when you talk about you know having your team around and having to delegate things the coaching side sets you up to be a good athletic director do you think Oh, without a doubt, and especially the football coaching side of things and, and coaching numerous sports through my time. Uh, but football, especially as a head coach, it forces you to you, you interact with so many different uh, subsections of your, your program, your, your school population, uh, different administrators in different times with different kids, and you, you got a large number of people that you're kind of answering for. And I think it really lends itself well to uh, to the next step of athletic administration, and it's just from a sheer volume standpoint. I think it's the it's probably the closest that you could get to managing the whole big picture that uh, that is the athletic department. Hey, let's get to a break. Um, Ryan, have you heard about the 20 team um, that that up in the valley they're they're planning on for the spring, the 20 team conference? Yeah, they're yep, they're a five-game schedule. Yeah. Basically, it's kind of a spin-off of what what the Southeast Conference did. I thought yep. anyway. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to have a short uh, last segment, but we were going to get get to that. I'm going to ask Ryan a couple questions on that. He is Ryan McMillan, the athletic athletic director at Muskego. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern. Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego, is my co-host. Ryan, we're not going to have time in this segment to talk about that. We'll talk about it next week, but I believe 20 schools, I think um, from the Fox Valley Association and the Fox River Classic Conference are going to get together. They're going to have two segments, uh, one 10 and another 10, and... It's going to be pretty interesting to see how that thing rolls, and, and we'll talk about it next week. thought we had a good show this week, Ryan. Yeah, no doubt. It uh, it was a lot of fun, and again, the uh, playoff debate continues as people keep spinning, oh. and uh, uh, we'll keep answering those questions, I'm sure, throughout another week. And, uh, you know, we, you, we got this. Go ahead. Who would you recommend that I uh, get on for next week? Should I get Wade on? Should I get, you know, Wade's a pretty honest guy, man, and he'll tell us his feeling. But would he be our best bet um, through the WIA to Wade LeBecky to have him join us? Yeah, Wade oversees the sport of football, so he is the executive director that will make the recommendation to uh, the final and official recommendation to Dave Anderson and then the uh, and then the board of control. I know uh, you know we have some board of control, local board of control members in our area, and maybe we reach out to one of them to bring them on um, and see what uh what their thoughts are what they're hearing hearing from the wi and maybe we go that route but it would be uh it'd be cool just to to hear from them and we've heard from coach brunner and he's done a great job of of trying to uh, educate us on the whole process of everybody involved and um it's interesting and i don't know that there's really a rush per se because if you look at the football playoffs um every year we don't know until you know 11 11 p.m. on the last Friday of the regular season on who's in who's out who's going where and all everything else anyway so it's it's kind of we're in that mode again and we just got to keep uh, researching this having conversations and do what's best man that's awesome hey uh, that's the shortest four segment we've ever had but I wanted to give a little <laughs> extra time obviously to our, our current electric superhero 
of the week, which is Libby Proctor, and then Matt Jeter, head coach at Simpson College, is really good. So, Ryan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend, you and your family, and uh, we'll talk more during the week and certainly next Saturday from 10 to noon. Thank you, Mike. You as well. Enjoy it. You got it. Austin back in the studio. Well done, young man. You did good, even though you're a Sussex Hamilton guy having to call Menominee Falls people. Well done. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.